Hello everyone, welcome to Ask a Therapist. This is Nikita and Zam, and we are two psychotherapists here to answer your questions about love, life, and health. You know, in our private practice, Nikita and I see couples, individuals, and families. However, we're so passionate about this particular podcast because we're trying to reach a greater number of people at the same time. We want to demystify therapy. We want to open the door to therapy for you and introduce you to our tools and techniques that you can actually apply in your real life. Well, welcome everyone to our first episode. I have Nikita here with me. We have a pretty awesome setup here. How are you feeling about our first episode, Nikita? You know, a little little nervous. I think definitely this is our first time doing something like this. And you know, you, they really don't train you for this in therapy school. But I guess real, real life of a modern day therapist. And, you know, that's exactly what we're trying to do here. Gone are the days where therapy is only accessible when you're able to afford it, when you're able to pay upwards of $100, make time in your schedule. So this is what this podcast is kind of going to be really about. We were talking about this idea of demystifying therapy and what that means. When my clients sit in front of me, I always call myself a transparent therapist. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, I'm not waving a magic wand. Everything that we do together, the exercises, the insights that we have, I'm going to tell you exactly where that's coming from because I'm going to walk beside you and we're going to figure this out together. And that's what this podcast is about, right? Definitely. I think there's this misconception, right, that clients have a lot of the times about therapies. They'll come to the room and they dump everything on the table, right, Mm -hmm. so to speak, and they'll say that okay well this happened and this happened and this happened and here it is and that's sort of not what happens in therapy I think it's about the process it's not here's my problem how would you solve it this podcast will be available on a multitude of different platforms so we're going to be talking a lot about techniques therapeutic concepts but in a way that's so easy to understand so that it's available right in your pocket because therapy is actually really not that complicated because it's so mystified right Mm. there's so much guesswork around well what really happens when I go and when I sit in that room and I have to look at this stranger and I'm supposed to be vulnerable it's a really scary experience a hundred percent and so we really want to demystify right like you said as much of this as possible so really if someone never even darkens the door of a therapist they can still take away a lot of useful insight and awareness from the podcast in itself and I like how you said that about the door I was thinking about how we're starting this and it's funny because we're in the therapy room right now and the door is open and it's we're not usually in here with the door open and this is kind of what we're trying to say you know the door is open we're sitting here come on in learn with us and speaking of door I'm looking at the window right now and Nikita and I are based in Toronto and Mississauga so it gets very very cold here (laughs) but there's a there's a lovely fair bit of sun out today right Nikita it is nice and sunny but you know I do find that to be a bit deceiving uh, (laughs) because it is very cold which actually you know is sort of our topic for today right winter blues and so you know Sam I've I've had them you've had them right Mm -hmm. every single person I know has had these winter blues every week around this time of the year I'll have clients really come in and they'll say to me that Nikita I feel really tired I feel really fatigued for no obvious reason. I don't know why this is happening. And, you know, clients can only always 
related directly to the weather mm-hmm. at this point in time, right? Yeah. What is your experience with winter blues? Yeah. You'll have clients saying, before the snow starts, they're feeling good. As soon as the snow starts, you know, oh. something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think it it's when you start to feel low and you know you experience symptoms of low mood and it's not something that you've experienced before it can get scary yeah, right definitely. it can get scary it doesn't make you feel like yourself yeah. you get a little bit you start to feel a little bit lost and so we're actually here to give you some tips some guidelines and yes. how to combat the winter blues because it is possible it is possible oh, yeah you know it is possible you don't we don't have to be miserable every single winter season so I think I, we really hope that today's episode can help someone and learn new ways to, to combat some of these winter blues. Let's jump right into it. Yes. Let's talk about boosting happiness when it is frigid outside. Nikita, what, what do you have to give to our listeners? I think it's interesting because we were, before we sat down to film this, we were talking about exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one rule of thumb and I know when I used to hear this advice, you know, before Mm -hmm. our pre-therapist days and whenever I heard this, I would sort of just roll my eyes and say, well, if exercise could solve everything. But, you know, really, there is some truth to that. There's a reason why keep exercising is a cliche, right? When it comes to mental health, because there's so, so, so much truth in that. So I think really finding some ways to be active, right? I think if you're an outdoorsy person, Mm -hmm. of course, summertime is that time for you to be outdoors and go swimming and playing tennis and whatever you need to do but also finding a way to replicate that in the mm-hmm. wintertime. And this is biologically proven, guys. There are, as Nikita mentioned, there are certain endorphins and neurotransmitters that are released when you exercise that replicate the same neurotransmitters or neurochemicals that are released, for example, when you hug someone or right. when you eat chocolate or when you're really happy. Exercise mm-hmm. does do that to you. That's why people say that they feel a little bit better after exercising. People say, they feel a runner's high for example so we're not telling you you know go out there and run a marathon in the winter we're saying bundle up get all cozy get warm warm. toronto is a beautiful place in the sense that even it might even if it might be cold outside it still can get really sunny yeah right so you can still get that sunlight in which is really really important for your vitamin d levels vitamin d has been associated with feelings of low mood so when your vitamin d drops you tend to experience more more low mood and so we encourage you to take those supplements as per your directions of your doctor but also go out there get that sunlight bundle up take a walk listen to music even if it's for 10 minutes and come right back around. We assure you it won't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, it won't be that bad. And really, if you're an indoor person too, that's that's fine. But then becoming a little bit more creative about what you're doing indoors, right? Spending time indoors doesn't have to be unfulfilling or monotonous. If there's really terrible snow where you, it's impossible for you to get outside and it's really unrealistic, think of ways to enjoy yourself at home, having a games night at home right. or participating in something that's really creative. I think when the creative juices start flowing, we start to have this sense of accomplishment, purpose, fulfillment, right? And that's what like really creativity does for all of us is really adds value to your time, right? Regardless of how you're being creative, 
So I think that's definitely something that, that can be done. I think just be creative. Nikita, I, I always pitch this to my clients, this idea of holistic idea of wellness and health. And what I mean by that is it's not only about your mental wellness, it's also about your physical wellness, your social yeah. wellness. And so it's really important to keep that in mind. Am I meeting my needs physically, mentally, socially? And when when you're feeling quite low, winter can make you irritable for different reasons. Oftentimes we take it out naturally so on the people that are closest to us and oftentimes that's our partner. And relationship problems are really common cause of emotional distress during the winter. I think we found this this funny funny tidbit where it said that January was the most busy time for divorce lawyers. Did you see that right, Nikita? Right. <laughs> thought that was really funny and winter time can also bring stress and finances for example Definitely. those winter tires coats for the kids presents family pressures right that come yeah. with the holiday season being around family members that we don't like and I think that is a whole different video and podcast episode in itself <laughs> right um, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> look out for that in the future but I think definitely I think all this extra pressure also around enjoying the holidays I don't know yeah. if you feel that I feel that with my summers mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much pressure to enjoy your summer and similarly there's so much social pressure to enjoy the Christmas holidays in my head I don't live up to or my, my holidays don't live up to the standard that has been set and so you end up feeling disappointed and right? set by Instagram oh right yeah. and those holiday festivities there's there's a lot to do especially when you're living in a place like Toronto and Mississauga and those aren't necessarily cheap all the time no. right so like we discussed winter season can be as expensive as summer season there's yeah. a lot to do and like you said the pressure to do things yeah. and so really good way of preventing conflict with your partner is having an open and honest conversation about how you're feeling during the winter time just letting them in letting them know that you have an awareness of what's happening in with your mood and once you are we're talking about this idea of being transparent once you're transparent with your partner then they're also able to see when your behavior is actually because of maybe the weather and you know different things going on versus feeling like why is my partner being mean to me today or maybe they don't care about me as much I, I definitely agree with that right feeling a lot more attuned to your partner and again this could be another episode that we do because sometimes it's really hard to be vulnerable with your partner it's a struggle especially for some of us where vulnerability is very very difficult right doesn't matter how long you've been with your partner it's just still feels really hard to be open and to really let yourself be seen and heard Mm -hmm. like that especially if the relationship is not the greatest so I think in a future episode we can definitely talk more about how to be open to a partner when it doesn't feel safe and even if it does feel safe how can you get yourself to that place because I think so many of us want more emotional attunement and connectivity with our partners but how do we get there is something that I hear a lot from the clients and a good place to start and you can do this with your partner you can do this with your family and your kids as well this idea of setting expectations right oftentimes for example parents might feel like they need to meet certain expectations Mm -hmm. of their children even though these expectations might not have been communicated you obviously want the best for your family so you feel this added pressure of providing for them in a certain way during the Christmas season. So just talk to your your family, talk to the people around you about what the expectation is. Introduce this idea of Secret Santa where you're only buying one present, for example, for a friend group instead of buying 
five presents. Right. This idea of, hey, let's just do one thing that we both really like instead of doing 10 small gifts. Also knowing that even if a family member or a friend or someone in your life sets a high expectation for the holiday season that you can say no. Yeah, I think that's the hardest. Right? Thing. And that ties in with this pressure of the holidays, right? Mm. And then do you really want to be the Grinch? And, and say no, I think these are some real things that are that we're talking about. And these are really real feelings are letting people down, being a disappointment. And the way I like to look at it, if you struggle with saying no, then say negotiate. Right. Um, so you don't have to say no right away, but know that you can negotiate. You can go back and forth, lower the expectation to where you feel comfortable, or even increase it. Maybe there's a family member who you know is feeling a little bit down during the holiday season, is maybe going through a rough time. You can increase the expectation and make them feel special. But I think a key word here is negotiate. And so Nikita, I've had this conversation with my clients or I've given this tips and you go off and they try them. Sometimes things work, sometimes things don't work. Right. And therapy is really about trial and error. Yeah, right? I think that's what I tell my clients too all the time. There's no cookie cutter way of working mm -hmm. with anxiety or depression or winter blues, right? Everyone's experience is so different and so unique. And so... What do we tell the clients who have tried these things? Some have stuck, some have not stuck, and just still feeling low, still yeah. feeling those symptoms of low mood. What do we say to them? I think something that clients have told me has been really helpful in the past is being able to come to terms with how you're feeling and face mm -hmm. some of those uncontrollable, some of those painful emotions yeah. the holidays. They really bring up all sorts of things for people, they do. right? When it comes to family connections, attachments, a lot of clients that I've talked to in the past have really felt lonely because they don't have a significant other, right? Mm -hmm. And the holiday season is so romanticized. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're feeling really down and you've tried everything else and you're not sure why you're feeling down it's nothing obviously circumstantial a simple self-reflective exercise can really help you starting to understand your mood and take control of your mood so at the risk of sounding like a terrible pop psychologist you know I'm <laughs> going to say that get a journal right mm -hmm. grab a notebook even if it's an app on your phone I think find a place to articulate how you're feeling and to start writing it down and if you first start to allocate 10 minutes to this and eventually that grows into 20 minutes finding a place to write down what is bothering you what are some of the sources of your stress and unhappiness however insignificant or significant they seem and this act of reflecting can really just help you gain not just even a better understanding but more of a power over your thoughts mm -hmm. right i think exactly when we're writing things down we are able to see things more clearly so I think a lot of the times clients will tell me, well, I'm thinking it. So why do I need to put it on a paper and really bring it to life in some ways? And what I really say to that is putting something on paper not brings it to life. I think it just completely externalizes it. We really see how not insignificant what we're thinking about or what we're feeling is just puts things into perspective. It makes you feel like you have control. It makes you feel like you have control, exactly. You're able to articulate things better when you're writing them mm -hmm. down. You're able to make connections better because when everything is jumbled up in your mind, it's hard for you to see things clearly. Absolutely. And this exercise, I think, is something that I know we do as well do. in our personal times when yes. we're feeling overwhelmed, yes. not able to pinpoint the reason why pen and paper or an app on your phone or just the notes um, app on your phone, finding some outlet to just 
write down what's 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 going on what are your thoughts about right now yeah. bonus tip is you can also list out all the stressors yeah. that you have yes. and you can create an action plan and you can't do that in your head as easily no. that's a lot of fun to do on a piece of paper with some arrows and a flow chart and and really makes you feel like you have a grasp over yes. what's overwhelming you You're that's back. a great tip thanks so much nikita yeah. I think the last thing that we were going to talk about here is this idea of focusing on the future, yeah. right? And so the winter is lovely for different reasons yeah. and not so lovely for different reasons. Exactly. But the, the kind of the wonderful thing, especially about living in a place like this, mm-hmm. is that it's seasonal. Yeah. The winter will go away. It will, pass. it will pass. And this idea of just reminding yourself that the winter is, is just that. It's merely a passing season. And you can do a number of things. Like we mentioned, things to boost happiness during the winter season. You could also start focusing and start planning for the future. You can start planning for the fun things that you're going to do during the spring. You can start planning for the summer, planning vacations, and really taking an opportunity to get to know yourself. I'll share with you and I'll share with our listeners, um, Nikita, I was a little bit anxious coming into this winter season. I I was really had a wonderful, wonderful summer. Spent a lot of time outside and I was a little bit anxious. And then I did some reflection and I said, wow okay so now I know something about myself Mm. the sun really makes that much of a difference to me I really enjoy that and I got to know myself a little bit better winters are hard right for everyone and and you're you you really thrive in the warmer (laughs) weathers right I I think having known you we've we've known each other for several years now at this point and you definitely see a different side of you in the summertime but then like you were saying earlier finding some of those vitamin d replacements whether that's supplements or whether that's just upping your intake through fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. finding ways to make the best of the time that you have right now i think we can also just time travel a lot and we can get really caught up in reminiscing about the summer or looking forward to the next summer which i think can also feed into that pressure right to enjoy summer so i think it's okay if you're not feeling a hundred percent happy all the time it's also a happiness myth that i must always be really really happy and i always must be just on top of my game and just feeling motivated and charged and i think as a human being that is not possible Mm -hmm. physiologically speaking it's not realistic it's not realistic so finding ways to be okay if out of 10 today you are feeling a seven yeah that is okay your capacity is is going to be different on any given day Mm -hmm. winters it could look significantly different right absolutely but that's okay finding ways to make peace with that and work within that and i'll add something here nikita i'm an immigrant to Canada. Winters were especially kind of nerve-wracking for me because I came from a tropical country. We don't have seasons. It's a beautiful 35 degrees all year round. Why did you? That's a good question. I'm looking outside right now asking myself the same thing. No, but um, for immigrants especially, it can be a hard transition. First winter can be especially difficult trying to figure out what winter coat to buy. What can I afford? What will I need? Simply not even knowing Mm -hmm. what to anticipate. And I think what helped me and what continues to help me every winter, because every winter feels like my first winter, um, is reminding myself that the winter is not happening to me. 
I may feel like that, but thinking of myself as a dynamic person who can interact mm -hmm. with the winter season rather than a passive person who's just kind of sitting there, letting the winter happen to me, mm -hmm. and then just waiting for it to pass. And right. I think that's kind of what the theme of in, if what we were talking about this entire podcast is starting to take an active part right. with your mental health, with the winter. Your environment, right? Mm -hmm. Taking back that control, going from that place exactly. of powerlessness to, you know, I am an active part of this and I can influence how my environment is impacting me. Definitely, that's a really yeah. good point. So I think... That really just brings us to an end of our first episode of Ask a Therapist. We really want to thank everyone who asked us questions about the winter blues. It's definitely a very common question, and we really hope that this was helpful in some way. You can definitely send us your questions through email, which will be down below in the info box. Or you can find us on Instagram. Again, our Instagram handle will be there as well. And please feel free to send us any questions, comments, yes. suggestions by all means. And your identity is kept confidential. Um, what we usually do is we, if there's a theme across all questions, you know, we'll combine those questions. And this was so much fun for Nikita and I. Yeah. Um, we're so happy you are here with us for our first episode. Yeah. And there's definitely going to be more to come. That brings us to the end of today's episode of Ask a Therapist. Thank you so much for spending time with us. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review down below. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please send us an email. The address is in the description box below and include podcast in the subject line. You can choose to remain anonymous. Thanks, everyone.